Yes, you are listening to me. I am Childeric. An amazing day. This episode is episode 31. 31 episodes of me. I didn't think there was that much to talk about, but apparently there is. So today, a GOP lawmaker sends a letter to Attorney General Jeff Sessions, Stealth Jeff, also known as Stealth Jeff, demanding answers about his involvement in the raid of Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen. I'm not going to read the letter to you, but it essentially says that Rep. Zeldin announced that he sent a letter to Attorney General Sessions demanding to know if he had any involvement in the decision to approve the FBI raid of Cohen. So they note Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein approved the decision to, follow, to allow the FBI to raid Trump's personal lawyer. And so what Zeldin is saying, quote, in light of that fact that the action taken was not directly related to the Russia investigation and the subject was uh, the personal attorney of the President of the United States, it would appear that the Attorney General should have been involved. Uh-huh. Precisely. That's exactly what we want to know. So, I mean, really, really, Sessions is either the worst ever Attorney General or He's quietly laying the groundwork for a massive sting against the, against the Clintons and all of the slimy swamp creatures. We don't know. We don't know. But clearly there are a number. There are a number of things that are happening that, are, that require this man's involvement. Requires his involvement. So where is he? What is he doing? Interesting questions. Interesting questions raised there, Zeldin. Yes. Sarah Carter says McCabe may have issued stand-down order on FBI Hillary Clinton email investigation. What? Shocked. What's this? So there's just going to be a number of things coming out like this. They're going to trickle out. And I told you before in previous episodes that I wasn't going to go too far down the rabbit hole on each one of these because there's just way too much information. And they're, the people who are closest to it who are delivering me the information or publishing the information for, for me to get my <laughs> greedy little informative hands on, they are closer to the information and would be able to serve you better in that. However, my opinion on these things, that is why we are here. We're here to formulate an opinion solely, solely based on the title of these news stories. <laughs> James Comey hires former U.S. Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald as his personal lawyer. Hmm. Hmm. Gearing up for some type of legal fight, are you? Yes. Oh, geez. Okay. So the last episode, or the last couple of episodes, actually every episode I probably say it, uh, I've been griping about why Hillary won't go away. So another person <laughs> that refuses to go away is this old curmudgeon wrinkly bag of bones, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is a very classical socialist, okay? He thinks that he's not. So there's a thing about all of these liberals that are at the top of this heap. The thing about them is, is that if you add up all of the people that they're related to that are alive today, it's only like about 15. 
So in their immediate family, in their, in their sphere, their local sphere, it's only about 15 people. Well, for Bernie Sanders. So Bernie goes, this is before uh, he was making his attempt, before he got rigged out of the DNC nomination. Uh, he went to Poland, okay? Now, Poland is very dear, a very dear place. <laughs> However, as often is the case in many European countries, they have this tendency to gravitate towards a socialist ideology. And at the local level is where they see it the most. Hopefully it doesn't reach into the upper echelons of government. Uh, and I'm not singling out Poland. I'm just saying, that, I'm just mentioning that Sanders had made a trip and spoke to uh, the mayor of a small village there uh, where his family had come from. <laughs> so apparently they had fled during the war, World War II. And that's how Bernie entered the United States, or that's how he came to be an American. His father left Poland or whatever. Whatever, details don't matter, whatever. So anyways, he goes and takes a trip there and he talks with this guy and, and this is how he formulated all this stuff. Now, there are videos of him being, you know, old and curmudgeon -y, you know, years ago, decades ago, okay? So he's been, he's been grouchy. He's, he's like the Oscar the Grouch of the political world, okay? All he does is just get grouchy about something and then people think, well, geez, it's obvious without thinking about it. People just, the impression, especially for young people, is that this guy must know what he's talking about. I mean, you know, he's, he's older. It's apparently, he's, he's wiser and, you know, he seems pretty upset. He's old and set in his ways. And so it's pretty obvious that if he's at that level and he's speaking to us in this way, we must be doing something wrong. Now, he must be right. That's, that's, so he stumbled onto a thing where if you, if you act grouchy about something, automatically you're right. And millennials, like, just bought it hook, line, and sinker. They were just like, oh, oh, well, he sounds, he sounds convinced. Yeah, he sounds convinced. So but what they didn't realize was is that all of his ideas were all socialist ideas. He's a socialist. That's what he is. And when, they, when young people figured out, wait, what do you mean, socialist? Like, he, like these are Nazi ideas. These are not new ideas. These are tried and failed ideas, okay? But the old guy comes out and starts gri griping at you, and you hate being griped at, so you just agree. And since you see a couple of people cheering, like, hey, they thought they heard something nice, they cheer, well, you cheer too. So it creates this, yeah, everybody's excited about this socialism. And these are all of the people that have not uh, learned or researched or witnessed the history before. And that those types of, of ideologies were espoused by uh, people before that caused huge problems. It caused huge problems. Now, he likes to, he likes, Bernie Sanders likes to talk about how he is socialism light. But that isn't true. He's, he's, he's a classical socialist, okay? So today, right now, I am looking at a photo of Venezuelans <laughs> picking through trash. What are they looking for? They're looking for food. This is what socialism does. It sounds good, and that's how the guy got elected. It sounds good, but the reality of it is you end up searching for your next meal in the, in the garbage, okay? Those people are starving to death. Those ideas don't work. They don't work. They require someone, a, a person or an entity, to create a power base, a centralized place where they can have all of the power. And in doing so, it 
ruins everything else around it. They may be in control, but everything else falls apart. And it favors that, uh, it favors that damage to the population uh, in the sense that they allow it so that it can, it can be ruined so that they can rebuild it how they want it, which is complete and total control. But the, the, so the problem of, of the whole thing is, is that it creates a, uh, uh, a humanitarian crisis. Okay. These people are dying. You know, we don't think in those terms, you know, where, uh, in our societies, we think of, uh, you know, we can't imagine the food not being on the shelves at the supermarket. Okay. But that's because we are free to partake in the abundance. Whereas in a socialist society, the abundance will be distributed equally and fairly. And the person who makes the choices for that is, the, is, the, is going to pick and choose the winners. Who's going to live and who's going to die? It's a system that doesn't work. This is, <laughs> socialism is like direct current. And, and, and capitalism is like alternating current. Alternating current is better because it goes further. It's easier to transmit the power. Direct current is better for some applications, but not as a power grid. We learned this. That's why we have, that's why you can plug your, your stuff into the wall at your house and, 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 and it operates on the AC, okay? But that's literally what it is. The direct control over your people, okay, requires you to have absolute authority in every aspect. And that's what socialism is about. And it, and it tricks you into thinking that you're doing that so that you can do good, but the system itself is flawed and doesn't allow you to, to actually fulfill any of it. And it falls apart. And when you, when you follow out that, uh, ideology, it, it begins to fall apart and the, and who's out there on the, on the fringes, those are the ones that are just the first ones to go. And it, if you think of it as a circle, concentric circles, it, it and the powers in the middle, it's a vacuum that's sucking in all of the wealth into that center. Okay. It's a black hole. It's a black hole. It's the black hole of politics, but it sounds good. It wraps itself up in all kinds of wonderful light, but in reality, it's going to kill you and everyone and destroy the society. And where it's failed, it's pointed out. And these people, well, that, you know, that's not my intention. But the fact of the matter is, is that that's where that ideology goes. It is your intention. You just don't know it yet. It's, it's going to be the result of your, of your ideology. And so it doesn't work. So this guy, he just constantly, $15 an hour. Look, sometimes you have to adjust the minimums. And sometimes you have to have, you know, uh, you have to have adjustments at some, some points to uh, adjust for the, the current cost of living. And that's tied to inflation, okay? But if you're thinking that you're going to give somebody $15 per hour as a minimum wage, you're making the it comfortable for them to stay there, which is what you don't want. Because then you no longer have people entering advanced learning centers. I, I like to call them that because they're not really a universe. They're not really teaching anything valuable, you know, anymore. Uh, it, unless it's tied to a specific vocation or a specific profession. Because uh, they've got some just goofy, goofy stuff going on in, in universities. But the point is that you don't want people to, to become complicit and say, well, I can live off of a minimum wage job. You don't want people living off a minimum wage job. 
That's what you don't want in a society. And the reason is, is because then that makes it so that it, if everybody can just get by with a minimum wage job, then the only thing you'll ever have is a minimum wage job, you know? There are other people who, you know, are a little bit more ambitious and they want to go to school and educate themselves and uh, get a job doing something where they're going to make a lot more money than minimum wage, okay? But you're, 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 class of, you're making two classes of people. People who are stuck at minimum wage and people who will advance as time goes on. You need people to move away from minimum wage. You don't need people to, to you don't need all the jobs to be minimum wage jobs. That would be silly. That would be silly. And, but this is their mindset, though. Everyone has the same, 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 same. Everyone has the same. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It just creates a separation between the poorest and the wealthiest. And that middle, it sucks out that middle class and, and ruins it so that it's not there. The middle class is what drives the economy. That's why this guy's programs don't work. None of his ideas work. So he's like literally a fringe. He, he, he puts forward a fringe ideology and it's never going to work. Never. It will not work. The math just doesn't, you cannot make it add up. And he's, and he's just crazy. But the, his whole thing is, is he's crazy. That's what I hear when I hear this guy. And he's always finger wagging about socialism. Free healthcare, $15 an hour. It's the new welfare. <laughs> Raising the minimum wage and giving people healthcare is the new welfare. Okay, since you can't give them food stamps, uh, you know, keep them on food stamps because everybody's going to start, you know, getting jobs here pretty soon because the job market is just skyrocketing. So that's the, this guy, you know what I mean? He's just not going to go away. He's going to, he's going to follow this thing. I got to say whatever I got to, this guy is swamp. Okay. This guy has no business being in, in government. He's going to, he's the type of person that would just get in there and make the place Venezuela. He doesn't even realize it. Doesn't even realize it. You know? And, and I don't know. He, that's great. He was uh, popular and everything. And, and that, you know, good for him. Uh, but he's getting on in years. And does he really think that after eight years of Trump, he's going to sweep in eight years from now <laughs> and then run for office while he's in his mid to late 80s? See? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The guy needs to realize where he's at in life. Focahontas, always in the news, man. People, this gal. I mean, listen. The, the whole trick to everything is to not put something out there that's, that's not true about yourself. Hopefully, that's what you would do. But definitely, if you get caught doing it, politicians, don't double down. Don't double down. That's a mistake. I know you guys all saw that on a movie. Well, you just keep doubling down. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Elizabeth Warren, you're not native. And if you are, take the test and prove it. Take the test and prove it. Tons of stuff going on. I guess Macron is here in the United States visiting, having state dinner and whatnot. We're discussing with President Trump, Iran, and other things, so on and so forth. I literally think that um, all of these political leaders around the world, like as soon as Trump got on the scene, it was like all of a sudden cool to visit with Trump. And whenever they see people, uh, they're trying to mimic what he's doing, okay? Like Trudeau started gallivanting all over the globe. I don't mean, not even really doing anything, just taking vacations. But, and those have turned into some pretty, pretty big fiascos. But, so then he goes, so Trudeau 
flies around and, and you got to watch these guys. Okay. You watch who they talk to, watch who they visit. So Trudeau takes a trip, um, to Chicago. He stops there and hangs out with, I don't know, Rahm Emanuel or who, you know, Barack Obama, whoever. At the same time he's doing that, Michelle Obama is hanging out with his wife in Toronto. They were spotted at a mall or something. Okay. So he takes off from there and heads to San Francisco. And then from there, he goes down to Southern California. Now this trip is important because he's literally hitting all of the people, all of the tech companies in, in Hollywood and all the liberal groups down in Southern California and Obama. So he's, he's part of this uh, liberal globalist elitist club. Okay. And those are the people that he's talking to. These people, these, these big tech companies who are, who are uh, attempting to silence conservatives, this is who he's talking to. This is who Justin Trudeau is talking to. The, the Obama, Hillary, yeah. They're, they're all, it's a conspiracy to wrest control of the governments of the world and take them in a direction that they will not go. And he, it's been proven now, Trump has proved it, that they were attempting, Obama was attempting to overthrow the government of the United States. That's what he was doing the entire eight years. They had, we had zero prosperity. None of the problems that were there at the beginning were fixed. None of them. And now it's turning out that uh, he was involved in a number of these terrorist uh, acts. You know? So you can't... Uh, don't discredit. Whenever you see Justin Trudeau uh, gallivanting all over the world, visiting with these people, these are the people. So... Uh, just recently here, he just returned from a trip to uh, France and the UK, and he went there, visited with Macron, spoke at the French Parliament, and then from there, uh, he went to the UK and sat down with Theresa May. So none of that, the, when, you, when you have heads of state meeting other heads of state, not really that big of a deal. But when you have a head of state going to another country to visit somebody who's no longer a head of state, and visiting groups that are now uh, going about this undertaking of trying to censor people, censor uh, conservative thought. Um, so that's something completely different. When Macron sees that this guy's gallivanting all over the world, he sees that Angela Merkel is uh, somewhat, uh, has some controversy uh, happening about her and she's somewhat weakened. And Theresa May, uh, you know, is, is busy with Brexit. So he sees his opportunity. He strikes. He goes and speaks before the European Union Parliament. <laughs> and then now he's taken this trip to see Trump. Now, they have some legitimate things to talk about. This strike on Syria, there's a number, you know, the, the gas attacks. So there's a number of things they have that are legitimate things to talk about. So that in and of itself doesn't bother. Like I said, if it's a, the head of state visiting a head of state and they're talking about actual things and getting work done, that, I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, Justin Trudeau is, you know, these, all of these, these people have been connected. They've all been pulling a fast one or attempting to pull a fast one on everyone. And, it's, and they're still stuck on this climate change thing. Oh, Paris and Paris Accords and all this stuff. Look, it's not real, you guys. It's not real. If you knew how to do math, you would really, <laughs> you'd realize how dumb you sound. You sound stupid, okay? You sound stupid. It doesn't work because it's physically impossible physically impossible. Climate change is physically impossible. Now, if you want to put limits and, and restrictions on pollution, that's fine. But that doesn't require global action. Okay. It doesn't. 
requires local action. And that while that can be a component of oversight, as far as government is concerned, it doesn't require international oversight. And so what that whole climate change thing amounts to is literally a huge money laundering scheme to keep liberals in power. Everybody's hip to it, everybody's onto it, and they're tired of it. They're tired of spouting off this fake science. It's fake. It's fake. And I like how uh, it's really funny how uh, liberals, oh, you're a climate denier. Like there's some type of emotional response that I'm, I'm, oh, wait, what? Oh, I guess I don't want to be on the outside. Once again, this is the same type of thing. You know, if you're not for us, you're against us. You don't want to be against us, do you? Everybody won't like you. What are you guys, children? This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But see, it worked with some people because some people are really stupid. Some people just are really stupid. So it worked on them. Oh, I don't want my, 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 my emotions hurt. I don't, I don't want people to view me that way. Well, I better, I better just agree. It's just easier just to agree. And that's how they get you, see? They're always making up some reason to be in power, some reason to gain the advantage over everyone. And, and they're not really shy about saying that they will starve you out, okay? That they, they, oh, that's, they talk about how Venezuela, that's bad in Venezuela. But literally, they're like, if that was happening under their watch, they wouldn't care. They would not care. They'd be all for it. And that's why they don't deserve to be anywhere near any power, anything in government, any office in government. They don't deserve to be there at all. Uh, it's because they're just, they're just rotten people. They're rotten people. So there's episode 31. Uh, you know, more to come, of course. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Hit me up on Patreon. Dump a couple coins in there. <laughs> it's all appreciated. And uh, whatever else. I mean, if you want to hear the podcast in HD, there are versions available on YouTube. Look up Childeric and you will find these podcasts. So, till next time, I bid you good night.